0: Make us one, O God, in acknowledging Jesus the Christ. As we proclaim him by our words, let us follow him in our works. Give us the strength to take up the cross and the courage to lose our lives for his sake. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your son. Who lives and reigns with you in union with the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen.
1: In the following passage, the prophet Isaiah declares that he does not resist those who despise and discredit him. Instead, he professes his trust in God to see him through his suffering. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. I did not turn backward. I gave my back to those who struck me, and my cheeks to those who pulled out the beard. I did not hide my face from insult and spitting. The Lord God helps me. Therefore, I have not been disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who are my adversaries? Let them confront me. It is the Lord God who helps me who will declare me guilty. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the passage that follows from the letter of James, we are reminded that our faith in Jesus is worthless unless it moves us to give ourselves in service to others. A reading from the letter of St. James. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but do not have works? Can faith save you if a brother or a sister is without clothing and lacks daily food? And one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm, and eat your fill, and yet you do not supply their bodily needs? What is the good of that? So faith by itself, if it has no works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works and I, by my works, will show you my faith. The word of the Lord. Thanks be
0: to God. The Lord be with you. And with spirit. Listen to this reading. It comes from the Gospel according to Mark. Amen. Jesus went on with his disciples into the villages of Caesarea, Philippi. And on the way, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? And they answered, Jesus, well, some say you're John the Baptist, others, Eliah, and still others, one of the prophets. And Jesus asks them, but you, who do you say that I am? Peter answered Jesus, you are the Christ. And Jesus sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering, be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed. And after three days, rise again. He said all of this quite openly. And Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke Jesus. But turning and looking at his disciples, Jesus rebuked Peter. And he said, get behind me, Satan. You're thinking not as God does, but as humans do. Jesus called the crowd with his disciples and he said to them, if you want to become my follower, you have to deny yourself and take up your cross And follow me. If you want to save your life, you have to lose it. And if you lose your life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel, that's how you'll save me. gospel of the Lord. Lord Jesus Jesus asks his followers, his band of merry men, who do you say that I am? And Jesus asks of us the same question. Who do we say that Jesus is? It's amazing in this story that finally Peter gets something right. He blunders all the way through the Gospels, doesn't he? He's always giving the wrong answer and and just getting on, on Jesus' last nerve. But this time, who do you say that I am? And Peter responds, you are the Christ, the anointed one of God. In giving this answer, Peter undoubtedly thought with the people of his own day that the Messiah, the Anointed One of God, is going to be the victor. The Messiah, the Anointed One of God, is going to drive the Romans away from us and allow us to live independently. The Messiah is going to be the one. Who challenges the chief priests and the scribes? Who challenges them away from enforcing a tyrannical religion on God's people? The Messiah is going to be the victor to set us free. You are the Christ, you are the Messiah. You are the Son of God. It's interesting to me that even when Jesus is accepting the answer that Peter gives, he's rebuking Peter. Peter calls him the, the Son of God. And Jesus calls himself the Son of Man. There's a difference. The Son of Man is one who walks the dusty roads with us. Huh? The Son of Man is one who suffers pain as we suffer pain. The Son of Man is one who grieves the deaths of his loved ones. He sheds tears when they die. The Son of Man shows us what it means and how it is to be human beings. The Son of Man must die, must suffer and die, and then in 3 days be raised up again the son of man and then jesus i think jesus really blows it as far as recruiting new followers you know it, well you know i'm going to have to uh, take going to have to take up my cross Uh, I'm going to have to lay down my life, and uh, I'm, I'm going to die. I'm going to suffer and die, but in three days I'll be raised up again. That's not really a great recruiting message, is it? Huh? And what I find really kind of interesting about the way this happens, good old Peter, he's back to being Peter, he rebukes Jesus can you imagine rebuking Jesus? I mean, whoo! that's taken a chance. And then, Jesus rebukes Peter. You know, I looked at that, and I looked at it, and I looked at it. There's something kind of beautiful about the relationship with Jesus and Peter. Even when they're in this battle of the rebukers. You can hear the underlying concern they have for each other, huh? You can hear how much they care for each other, how much they mean to each other. Jesus asks us, who do you say that I am? If you're going to follow me, you have to lay down your life. You have to take up your cross and you have to follow in my footsteps. What does that mean? To lay down our lives is to let go of all the things that we think we need to be comfortable. That's the word, comfortable. Think about all the stuff that we're told isn't necessary for our comfort. Jesus says we have to deny ourselves those things where our comfort is the most important thing. Ooh, not a great recruiting tool. And then he says, we have to take up our cross and follow him. To take up the cross with Jesus is simply and clearly to serve the needs of others. That's what taking up the cross means. It means to serve the needs of others. Where do you see that? Think about our life experience. Where have we seen people caring for the needs of others? Where have we seen people letting go of comfort so that their hands and their hearts can be free to help others? past few days, we have been focused on the events of 20 years ago. I saw a news program, a commentary that really, really touched me. It talked about the members of the Flight 93 passengers. It talks about those people. Those people who chose to die because they discovered that the terrorists intended to fly the plane into the Capitol building, that sacred symbol of our democracy. And rather than allow that to happen, The passengers on flight 93 crashed that plane into that field in Shanksville, not 90 minutes away from here, to the to the west. Amy, the west is that way. Amy says, I don't know my east from, my... it's that way. The commentator then made a very poignant point that those 40 people who laid down their life for our nation, they did it to save that symbol of our democracy. And then the commentator said, what a contrast with those domestic terrorists who ransacked the Capitol on January 6th. the difference? Where did those people on January 6th, where were they willing to let go of their lives? Where were they willing to serve the needs of others? As I thought about it, I realized that we saw that again in the lives of the police who tried to save the Capitol, who tried to drive away those domestic terrorists on January sixth. You have to lay down your life. You have to give up everything you think you need to be comfortable. You've got to take up your cross, which means you have to serve other people. This past week, we were informed by the members of our uh, committee, our, our mission committee, our shared committee with the people of Jamaica and they were told that people in Jamaica, because of the pandemic, the economy has just fallen. And people don't have food. They don't have money to buy food. And people have been coming to Holy Spirit Church in Magati begging to be fed, and the supplies are depleted. So our Jamaica committee, has asked that we take up a food drive, a, a money drive, so that we can feed our sisters and brothers in Jamaica. This drive hits close to home because we know these people. Some of us know them by name. And they are our sisters and brothers you will find in, in the gathering space, you will find green envelopes that are provided for us to make donations to help feed our sisters and brothers in Magati, Jamaica. Putting a check or money in one of those envelopes is denying ourselves. What we give to the people of Magati, we can't keep for ourselves. What we give to the people of Magati, it's taking up their cross and walking with them. I hope you'll be generous. Who do you say that he is? We've got to think about that. Ponder that all week. Who is this Jesus? And if we realize that he's the one who says we have to die to ourselves, take up the cross of service and follow him, if we hear that and accept it, then we're making room for the risen life he came to give those who believe in him. Who do you say here?
1: Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.